nice name. If you are there, say amen. amen. Let's read together. It says, a son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? That say the Lord unto the priests. So say the Lord of hosts unto the priests. Unto you, you all priests that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have we despised your name? Amen. Father, bless us this morning. Give us father figures. People that can mold and shape our lives for the better. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Please sit down. A lot, of, a lot is said about, uh, let me calm down. A lot is said about Mother's Day and all that. But a father is more important than a mother. Oh, yes. Look at me, everybody. We love Mother's Day. We love our mothers. When I think about my mother, I cry. And uh, I loved her very much. Maybe I didn't know how to express it because in the African context, we don't really know how to. We have a feeling for, but we don't know how to really. And we manifest that love in, in different, different ways. But it may not look like you really love that person. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Uh, but a father is the head of the house, as Jesus is the head of the church. So if you study the hierarchy and the structure, we have the God the Father, and then God the Son, and he gave birth to the church. And if you look at that hierarchy, you see the next person in line is the father, and then the mother. So in God's scheme of things or in God's plan and in the order that God has ordained a father is above a mother that's why a lot of the times men they don't live long they always leave the women behind because the responsibility of keeping a house and keeping a family is on the head of the man are you hearing me the man has to provide for the wife, provide for the children, secu security. Everything is on the man. A woman cannot do it. You go and try it and see. That's why a lot of women, there's a story of one lady. You know what she did? She did. She got a makeup artist to disguise her and make her look like a man. Because he said she was going to see how life is really like for a man. So she got a makeup artist and the makeup artist redressed her, pushed some metal on her breast, and then the, this lady began to look like a man. And for the two years that he, he, she lived as a man, she couldn't believe what men go through. So much so that she wrote a book. But at the end of it, after she had had that experience, she couldn't recover again. She committed suicide. Because she just couldn't believe the stress that men go through. If I Google her name, it will come up. But she just couldn't believe 
what it means to be a man. And that's why it's a real pity that if you are born a woman and you want to become a you don't know what you are trying to do. You don't understand the role you are trying to play. And if you are born a woman and you want to take on men responsibility in the house, you cannot. It's not an easy thing for a woman to do the work of a man. Hallelujah. And most of the time, the men, we are not able to talk because when we talk, you sometimes you don't even understand. You, the woman, you don't even understand what we are saying. We have to process the issues. Go and look for money because, you see, if your wife needs money to feed the children, there's no English that can change that story. You must provide the money. There's nothing you are going to say that will make the... No, the, people, the children must eat. Where is the money? And she'll be singing. <laughs> and so that you've told the person, you don't have money. But she will come and ask you, where is the money? <laughs> because it is your responsibility to provide the money. So what are you telling me that there's no money? Well, what English is that? Is it, is it French? Is it Japanese or Korean language? What are you trying to say? Are you following what I'm saying? So being a man is a very, very difficult thing. That's why today we want to honor men. Amen. We've honored the women, but sometimes the men, you see, the reason why you don't like the men, because the men, they bring structure and order. And a lot of the reason why people don't like honoring their father, because their father will discipline you, and the mother is not designed to discipline so we love to associate ourselves with our mothers more than our fathers. But the real victories you have in life is as a result of the instructions, corrections, disciplines of your father. And if your father is alive, you better go and look for him and say, Father, thank you. I know that if my father was alive, oh, I'll be, I would have been far better than I am. My father died when I was 13 years old. What do I know? He used to say that, oh, you people, when you grow up, I'll tell you a lot of things. But I never got the opportunity for him to share those things with me. So I grew up with my mother, which is, is in God's plan. It's not complete. That's why a lot of you, you are men, but you behave like, you behave weak. You are not bold. You are not confident like a father. That's why for Jesus, Bible said his father and his mother, they were together. And they took care of him. So Jesus had a very balanced life. Yes. He grew in favor and stature. So Jesus, he knew how to relate to a woman. He knew how to relate to men. And one of the things I find about myself, I don't, I don't, I don't relate well with men. God, I never had that figure. Like men of God. Like bishops who are ahead of me. I, I don't know how to relate with them. But if my father was alive and I was able to, I would find it very easy to go to these people, sit down with their chat because I see them like my father. I've hustled and I've struggled through my life. And so I, it looks like mama, I don't, I don't, I just want to end the meeting. Okay, you can see you, bye-bye, then I'll go back to my default. But it's wrong. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So anytime you feel deficient in an area, you have to look and try to fight it until you correct it. Don't say, hey, my father was not around, so this is how my life. No, you must recognize the problem and deal with it and become complete. Same thing. You, some of you don't know how to relate with women. There's nothing in you that is 
tender. Everything is grag, grag, bang, bang, bam. Because you never related. When a woman is talking, you can't even understand what she's saying. You are so hard, emotionless. You can't connect with people. You have something to fill up. Your tank is empty. Come on, I'm preaching to you today. That's why you, you can't attract people because you are not empathetic. And what a mother will give you is empathy. If you stay with your mom, you naturally you have empathy. So I have a lot of empathy for women. If they say a woman is a bad girl, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Say, hey, this girl, she can do that. Hey, are you sure? Really? Hello? I get surprised when they tell me some of the things women do. I'm like, wow. If you're a woman, be a good woman. Amen. And I grew up with boys too, so all of us were boys. So, but that is an area I need to fight and, 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 and build. Because I know that if I associate myself with men of God, we will go farther than we are and than where we are. I mean, I hear what I'm saying to you now. This is the reason why you must honor a father. There are three kinds of fathers in your life. Say, my heavenly father. Earthly father and spiritual father. So, for every man alive, God gives you three fathers. Especially if you are born again, a child of God. Some people, their father is the devil. But you that are born of God, your first father is God Almighty. Hello. Now, the next father that you may have is the one through whom you came into the world. Amen. When I look at some of the pictures of my father, I realize that I look like him. And some of my characteristics, I knew that this one, Ash, is in the DNA structure and cell. Are you following me this morning? That is the channel through which you came into the world. And God appointed that man to be your father. God appointed that woman to be your mother. Where you were born, when you were born, how you were born. God knew everything. So don't think that your life is a mistake. So why, why, why weren't you born in America, Elikem? You look like an American boy. Why weren't you born in America? Hmm? Alain Joel. Why didn't they give birth to you in Brazil? Because you look like a Brazilian. <laughs> Have you ever thought about it? Why weren't you born in Brazil? Precious. Why were you not born in South Africa? So you must recognize that where you were born, God knew for he determined the boundaries of the nation even before you were born. And he knew the kind of father you have, the kind of mother you have, and the life that you will live. So never come to a place where you regret who your father is. You regret who your mother is. It's out of your control. That's why you should never be embarrassed about your father. Are you the one who chose your father? Come on, answer my question. So why are you embarrassed about your... Some of you, you don't want to bring your father to church. Because you feel that when your father comes, he will disgrace you. It's not your fault. Come on, let me hear you, man. Same thing with your mother. You didn't choose your mother. And you listen, me and my mom, 
My mom has two houses. And you know, when I was in university and I finished university, she was still building. Never did she ask me, Danny, can you draw a house for me? Meanwhile, his son is an architect. Mm, and a very good architect. And she's always building, but without my input. When I go to the house and I see some of the buildings, I say, Charlie. You see the thickness of the steps. I say, look at it. They don't have a design. But meanwhile, I'm an architect. But she was building before I was born. Yes. <laughs> it's not now that she's going to change and say, oh, uh, come and No, no, no. She's been a master builder of her own. Are you hearing me this morning? And so you, you, if she doesn't take you out, what, what would you do? She's still your mother. And so stop being embarrassed. When you come to church and I don't see your brother, I don't see your sister, I don't see your family members, you are embarrassed of something. I know you not say amen. You are, you are, sometimes you are shy of them, but those things were outside of your control. So be comfortable. Tell your neighbor, be comfortable. Yes, be relaxed. Be relaxed, crap. If your father was a prime minister, but you'd be proud to showcase who he is. But he is not. Is it your fault? Okay, is it because of you that he became a prime minister? No. So in fact, you never had any role to play in where they became or what they became. So let's relax. Are you recording? Are you recording? Because I'm speaking under inspiration. So this thing must be captured. Danny, are you guys recording? Huh? Are you, are you with me this morning? Mm. So exercise and deliver yourself from that notion, oh, I don't know them, I don't want them to see my father, I don't want them to see my mother, I don't want them to see where I came from. Where you came from is not as important as where God will take you. And the tragedy of life is to come from a place, stay in the place, and die in the place. I say the end of a matter is better than the beginning. So in God's scheme of things, where you are born is irrelevant. He can take you anywhere and you can become anything at all. Receive deliverance and freedom. I say receive deliverance and freedom. From all these, you know you are always, we don't really know you. I knew one lady, every time I saw her, she had done makeup. And every time I saw her, she was in high heel. Hello? So, Really, I never really saw her face. And I really never knew her height because every time I would see her, uh, she was in high heel until one day there was no height. I said, hey, is that your real height? Some of you are hiding behind things. Let us see who you are in Jesus' name. I said, let us see who you are. Everybody comes from somewhere. Everybody what? Maybe embarrassing, whatever it is, but... Those things are outside of your country. Now, the reason why you must have a father is for a very simple reason. And you see, he's saying that. I told you about three fathers. Say three fathers. So your physical father, he may have brought you into the world, but the real role of a father is not the sex part. It's not the sex part. Even dogs have sex. Camels have sex. Huh? Goats, chicken, snakes, and they also can give birth. 
So when we say a father, it's not somebody who necessarily gave birth to you physically, but somebody who nurtured and raised you up. There's an honor you give to your physical father, but maybe God's assignment for him was just to bring you to the world and leave you. But you see, God will always bring people into your life who will guide you, and those people, I will call them your spiritual father. Say spiritual father. It may be a guardian, an uncle, an auntie, somebody who, and when I say a father, it may be a woman who played that role. Because there are some women who play the role of a father. Come on, I'm preaching to you. They may play that, and they, they may have nurtured you and raised you. You must always honor them as a father. They shouted at you. They disciplined you. One day, a gentleman told me, he said he was born again, and always he was listening to secular music. These, these songs that don't inspire us and draw us close to God. Then one day he was in the house listening to these songs and then his pastor was passing by and when he passed by, he heard the song. Then he said, he shouted, stop this kind of songs. He said the shout that he shouted, huh? it delivered him from the spirit of secular music. That guy is in London now a man of God with a beautiful family. So can you imagine, you see the shout, one shout delivered him. So it's not the man who say, or the woman who say, oh my daughter, my son, you look beautiful. It's, quite stop it! That, that shout alone can deliver your life forever. So those people who played that role, and, so he told me this, that he said from that day he lost the desire for <laughs> secular music and God delivered him from that day. One shout Somebody, somebody will shout at you, that demon will live your life forever. In the name of Jesus. You have made your, your spiritual father. So I'm a spiritual, I'm a spiritual father. I am I'm a spiritual father. I may not have given birth to you physically, but you see, God has brought me into your life to guide you until you become a better person. Not only a better person, but eternally meet you in heaven forever and ever. So you see, these are the three fathers. Some of you. Your physical father is dead. The tragedy of life is to not have any father at all. If you have a father in heaven, God would always replace and give you a father on earth spiritually. And some of you, your physical father is playing the role of your spiritual father. Those people, they deserve a double honor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They raised you up. They trained you. They made you think in a certain kind of way. I have, I have some two friends. Two brothers. When I see them, no, I, there's something about them. Something about them. The way they think, the way they talk. And then I knew that these guys, they had a real father in the house. Real father. Yes. Because the, the way they reason and they think, you realize that they have, they've hung out with a lot of men. And if you stick with men, there's a way you behave. You, you are not sissy. A man who is a man is sissy. It's a man who is always complaining, behaving like a woman, and those things. It's a sign that you lack the money. What I relate with them, man. And I was not surprised that they were with their father till the father was 81 years. I said, ah, this is the secret. May God give you fathers. Mm. So listen. One of the blessings that God will give you is a spiritual father. Come and say, a spiritual father. And I, me, I stand in that place, not by any uh, condition or 
any qualification but the grace of election. God has a way of choosing people and raising them up. I'm one of those people. Are you hearing me? Mm, yeah. That's what I am. That's why he made me a pastor. I am one of them. And when you have people like those kind of people in your life, it, it really, really, really helps you and guides you. You see, one of the problems of the prodigal son was that, and I'm going to talk, secondly, I'm going to preach about 11 signs and symptoms of a servant son. Because we have a son's son and a servant son. A son who behaves like a servant and a son who behaves like a son. But one, one of the problems of that boy was that somehow he felt that, look, I don't need this father. This place is too organized. This place is too quiet. I need some riotous environment where I can really express myself. I can really go and dance the dance I want. But he didn't know that it was the confines of the father's delineation or barrier that kept him and caused him to be blessed. And usually when you are with your father, you will realize that you are blessed until you leave the territory of your father. And you leave his uh, ecosystem. Then you begin to realize that, Charlie, things are not as I thought they were. And sometimes the, the lessons you learn, they are unnecessary. And some of the lessons, they are so high. Sometimes the damage, by the time you finish paying the fees of the experience, your life is over. Somebody called me from a flower. He said, good, good afternoon, pastor. I said, yeah, who are you? He said, well, my name is this. I said, how are you? I said, I'm fine. I said, why are you calling me? I'm calling to say hello. This girl, she used to come to church here. And everything we'll tell her, she will not listen. Now, she went to follow some boy and she got pregnant. After she got pregnant, no, the guy said, I'm not responsible for the baby anymore. Somebody who has such a great potential to become uh, uh, somebody who deals in artifacts and she had everything to do well. But because you see, when you are in the father's house, you think you are always missing something. Fear of missing out. F-O-M-O, FOMO. There are some people when they enter, they think they are missing out something. But you see, when you leave the confines and the comfort of your father's house, you realize that, ah, I've made a big mistake. So she called me. I said, I said, you see, you see where you have got into now. I asked her, where is the child's father? She said, she doesn't take care of us. Does she take care of them? No. Does it? So I said, you see, you see your, huh? Tuewale. Tuewale means your stubbornness. You have brought a child into the world who will not see his father whose father may never contact him, contact him, who will be asking you every day, where is my father? I said, say, so I, I don't have a job. I said, look, who is taking care of his own auntie? Then I told her, I said, you better go and look for a job. Because this thing you did, you chose it yourself. Because when we were, she even had a vision. She wanted to go, and the Lord told you, go and see your pastor. Twice, she didn't come, and now she's calling me after two years. You see, you see the foolishness. But whilst you are here, we are talking to you. Made your face like a, this thing. You will not listen to what we are saying. 
When the fire burns your fingers, you come back humble. Why should it be so? There's another lady here. Very pretty young girl in her late teens. Oh, she had so much beauty and potential. My goodness. So we were so excited for her that we could raise her in the Lord and guide her because there were people here who could help her in school, learn the trade, and becomes, oh my God. You see, that is why there's, if you're in your father's, there's always a voice talking to you to leave, leave, leave. Be careful. Be careful. She will not listen to anybody. She will not. One day I was here. And somebody came to see me and said, oh, hello, daddy. I said, oh, how are you? Then she said, she's, she's the girl. I said, no, I need your glasses. Eh? I had to take Matthew's lens to, to where I said. I was shocked. She was like that. You know, Abina, some boy has gone to load it like that. Say, Pastor, it's me. I say, Charlie, what can I do? I just looked at her and I was sad. I couldn't. She had changed so much. All the glory was coming. When she was coming to church, oh, there was some glory on her. When you appear in Zion, God gives you beauty. You stay away for some time. You see how you look like. And when we tell you, come to church, oh, Pastor Muhammad, I'm sorry for the beer. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Clap your hands and let me hear you. Amen. <laughs> Iman, are you looking for something? Come, come, go ahead and look for it. Amen. I can't hear you. Amen. amen. So you precious. You are sitting here very humble today. And then something comes up. I say, don't go. It is safer for you to listen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Now, this day, I'm not impressed by people anymore. Because I've seen quite a lot. And you know, when you look at people's faces, you'll not be able to tell them the truth. And then sometimes you regret, I should have told this person the truth. But I was intimidated. May we do away with intimidation. If you sit here, you continue your home and listen, you will do well. Why? Because God... Eh, his blessings is always associated with his people. Amen. You see, your life begin to change. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me tonight, this morning? Let me hear you, amen. amen. But you see, Bible said, and he said unto them, this is a, uh, Luke 15, verse 8, and he said unto them, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of the sons said unto his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth unto me. And his father divided his living. And, said, and not long after, he gathered together and departed into a, and took a journey to a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a great famine and he began to be in want. Hey, Satan knows how to calculate and put you where you belong. Whilst you have the money, you give you friends. As soon as your thing is going dry, he will turn the economy around you. And then you begin to be. And he said, and he, said, he joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him to feed, to send him to his field to feed the pigs. And he, will, he, will, he said he will fall to fill his belly with, that, with the husk that the 
picks it. And no man will give to him. Nobody. That guy was suffering. Nobody. You will not get there in Jesus' name. Please, what's the time? 9.02. I even started my message. Let, say, 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 he said, a son honored his father. So, as soon as you call somebody your father, what follows is honor. If you call somebody your master, what naturally follows is fear. That's the difference. You don't have to fear your father so much as you have to honor your father. So, this is the Lord who. God Almighty is saying that you people say I'm a father. If I be a father, where is my honor? And then if I be a master, where is my fear? That's here the Lord of hosts. Unto you, O priest, that what? Despise my name. And ye say, wherein are we despise? So the, what is the, when we say a father's honor, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? He said the name. Say the name. You see, when you talk about the priest, Revelation 1 and verse 6, he said, and he has made us kings and priests unto God, his father, to whom be glory and what? Uh, something else, forevermore. Look, so you, as you are sitting there, God has made you a priest unto his father by Jesus Christ. So when he's talking about the priests in uh, Malachi 1 and verse 6, he's talking about you. Hello, let me hear him. Are you following what I'm saying to you? So you are a priest and he's saying that if you say I'm your father, where is my honor? The honor is in the name. Come on, say the name. Mm. The honor of somebody is in their name. When you hear their name, you feel a certain weight. You see, honor has, is called kabod, weight. Wait, look, if you know that if the one of the one of the things I really go through eh, when, when we have programs, man, I can't wait for the program to be over. The weight and the burden I feel, it's not easy. I put I attach honor to the program, so I'm very heavy until the program is over. I'm not free. Come on, say wait. Say wait. If you hear your father's name and you don't feel any weight associated with it, then your father, you have not honored that man. Yes. You have no what? Like you call uh, your friend, your, your, your classmates. Give me one of your classmates in preparatory school you used to play the buffoonery with. What's the name? What? Fauzia. Fauzia. She was her mate in preparatory or secondary, whatever. But used to play the buffoonery together, isn't it? Now, if you hear Fauzia, what comes to your mind? Oh, my friend, I used to play games. We used to tease, go eat together, go to the beach, and do stuff together. But if you hear God, what should come into your mind? A certain kind of weight and reverence must rest upon that name. And this is what he's saying. Now, if Fauzia tells you something to do, you may do it, but you may do it at your convenience. But what if somebody with a heavier weight spoke to you and said, do this thing? You know your response would have been different. 
So when we say a father's honor, it's your ability to have a weight, a certain kind of, you know, decorum, a certain kind of respect, a certain kind of bowed ear to hearken to what he would say. Hey, let me hear amen. Yeah, that's the first one. Say honor. If I be a father, where's my honor? So you only honor your father by when you do the things he tells you to do. That's the first sign of honor. Come on, let me hear him. Praise God. Imagine the, 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 they say the president is coming here. Do you know if we say the president of Ghana is coming to worship with us, we'll finish this floor tomorrow. Do you know that? All the excuses we have. Where to look for money to finish this building? Do you know we'll create that money? Come on, am I preaching to somebody here? Because we will say, no, 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 the president cannot come and the glass is not here. Hey, no, 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 no. All of us will be energized, ginger, to go and look for money to finish the house. Am I right? I'm wrong. And you know, until the day he comes and visits and he goes, all of us, pressure. If you're talking to the usher, make sure you stand there. Okay, this place, make sure. Why? Because somebody's name that carries honor has come into the house. May you honor the fathers that the Lord has given to you. You may have a PhD more than them, but you see, God has chosen them for your good. No, when I think of Archbishop Duncan Williams, he has no classmates in preparatory school and second, he didn't even go to secondary school. Yet, ambassadors, when I used to go there in the 80s, the British ambassador and the wife would sit in his chair. I'm like, And sometimes when you two, you have gone to school plenty, God will give you people down there so you can raise. God is an interesting God. <laughs> so some of you are expecting some kind of people. No, God said you up. Pull them up. And when God will always bring somebody to equalize and balance you out. So everybody that God gives to you, God send them to you. Receive the wisdom and the patience and the honor to raise them up in the name of Jesus. So you look at the whole thing, it doesn't make sense. Why would people like... And then sometimes he'll speak the English and there's a problem. But you see this people, ambassador. Sitting there, I've saw it with my wife, my eyes. Have you seen an ambassador come through this door? It's coming. He says it's coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I listen to what I'm telling you. So you see, you are sitting here and you look so dignified and honorable. I don't know who you are listening to. Look, one of the things that the prodigal son was hearing was not the father's voice. Because as soon as he got what he wanted, the voices that have been talking to him, they manifested. Yes. You look so humble. I'm praying for you that you see, in the day that you get the things you are looking for, you will still come to church. After you have gotten everything, if I say do this, you still have the patience and the humility to do what I'm saying. That is what it is. That's number one. Say, say, say the name must carry weight. So, pastor is calling you. Pastor wants to see you. Actually, it, it should show that, oh, some of you, when I call you, you respond because you have honor. Some people, you call them, they will not respond. Come on, let me hear amen. I called some lady four times. She didn't pick the call and she didn't call back. I witnessed how one man said he will beat his pastor. Oh, you don't know. 
You haven't seen crisis yet. You wait, you are in crisis before you, you, you comment. You know, this woman, this man had a wife in the church, but there was another singer in the church who was very sumptuous. When she's singing, all her jiggles are jiggling. So, you know, then he began to feel for this. Hey! And so they started doing one or two. Say one or two. And you know, the pastors went and said, Charlie, don't do this. This is not a good thing. And the guy said, well, what do you mean by that? You know the feeling I have for this man, with this woman. What are you to come and tell me how I should? Eh? You see, when we confront you with the matter, then we'll see what is in the fire. So he threatened to beat his pastor because his pastor was trying to break up his love. <laughs> See, I love somebody. We have started the fire. Now you are coming from nowhere with a long this is a fire extinguisher. <laughs> you are coming to spray the whole fire up. For where? Say if you cross my lane. Uh, 20 men shall fall that day if you cross my lane. <laughs> Hundred men shall fall that day if you cross my lane. The pastor has crossed your lane. Then the real thing in you begins to show. I want, you see, I want, our relationship has not moved to the next level until we have had some, yeah. It, yes, if you have not been mad at me to leave before. That's why I told you your level has changed. Didn't I tell you that? Come on, let me hear Amen. When you have the opportunity to go rebel and because you are justified and sometimes you are even justified. But you humbly, then your level changes. And so some of us here, we've never had that friction where you, I confront you the third night of the program. I said, you are misbehaving. Some people, whilst I was preaching, they were talking. I said, if you, if you behave like I'll call you out in front of the church. I said it. I want to see whether he'll be angry or he'll be angry. This is somebody. So, so why, why do you, when I'm preaching, you, you distract me, you're talking. Two of you. I didn't see the other one. When I, I see him today, I'll tell him, if I see you talk, I'll call you out. Then I'll see how you react. Uh -huh. Come on, let me hear amen. amen. This, this, is the, this is how relationships are built. Oh. So I'm not intimidated. I, I tell Prince everything. Has he been mad at me before? Many, many times. I blast him, serious. I, I, there's something I have to tell you more. Down there, you may be. <laughs> but you see, it's good for you. It's good for you. I'll say that, but I'll tell you that, Charlie. I need you to push in this area more. Hallelujah. Hey, if I don't. Hey, you are not. Uh, you are a servant son. Because a servant son. The least provocation, though is a son, Aya, Otilo, Oya, Ejakalo, he's gone. My time is up. Stand up. The next thing, the next thing about the honoring a father is giving. Come on, say giving. He said, those who preach the gospel must live by the gospel. Are you following me? Yeah. So, me, as I am, that it should come a time where I should say, you give me, I say, oh no, sow it as a seed. It's not every day I have to be fighting and working and then feeding you at the same time. It's dishonorable for you. 
Come on, let me hear amen. I can't, your amen is sounding very weak. What was the time now? He said, shall this Malachi, what? Shall a man rob God? Yet he have robbed me in tightening enough. This is God demanding all. If you give me money and you say, Pastor, take this money, I ask you, what is it for? It's for the church. Go to the church. When you give me money, and you don't define what the money is for. It's not correct. Say, give me money and I'm going to chop it. No. Who is it for? Is it for me or for the church? Say, it's for the church. But a lot of us, we focus on the church, but you don't know it's the man that is building the church. Jesus said, is it Paul? He said that he that built something is more honorable than the thing that is built. Do you know that scripture? I can't hear you. Amen. One of the things you must learn to do is to sow to your man of God. Come on, say, let me hear you, amen. One of the things Bishop Taki has that I had, ma, yesterday, I think, there's today, the, the last daughter got married. And he has peace in his house. His first son, second son, you never had any. So when I sow to him, I'm sowing for that kind of grace in my life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And he's a man of God without scandal. Not really. They have attempted to scandalize, but you don't really get it. So anytime you give to your man, you are saying that which is working in him should come into my life. And a lot of you, we've spoiled you because we give you everything. But you see, the real blessing comes when you begin to sow. I know you don't say amen, but do I need it? Paul said, I know how to abase now. If you give me, it will abound your account in heaven. Paul will never go and stand there and raise an offering for himself. No. Are you seeing what I'm saying to you? One of the things to do to honor your, your spiritual father is the offerings that you give him and the, and the sack, and the, and the, not tight, but the seed you sow is a sign that you honor because you see that your money is blood. Oh, did he say amen? Yes, it represents your labor, your sweat, everything. And what you give it, it's a sign that you are honoring the man that God has set before you. Oh, my pastor is okay. Oh, yes, but you are not okay. And you need to be okay. And the way to go up and be okay is to give. There's no other way. I said, there's no other way. Amen. I said, amen. Bishop Taki flies business class. One day I was on a flight with him to Dubai. I, I greeted him and the wife. And I moved on to economy. <laughs> come on, let me hear you, man. Amen. I passed the, you know, when you ascend the plane, you have to, you can't pass through the first class. First class is exclusive. You even see those there. But you usually pass through business class. You see the big chairs. And then you'll be going. <laughs> see? You'll be going. This is not your territory. You better move on. <laughs> and then you go. So you get, you get uh, what do they call it? Economy something. Just behind the business class. There's a word for it. What? Yes, economy pride. Just, just behind the business class. I've got seats there one or two times. But, so, okay, so you say, me that I'm going to economy class and the man that is in business class, who should give to who? Hello? And then you even quote a scripture. For it is without controversy. The lesser is blessed by the greater. So he's supposed to bless me. And you make your voice with the charismatic, you know, tune and start. Yeah. Master, it doesn't work like that. I say it doesn't work like that. 
Everything you give to me, God is going to multiply it and return it to you. Oh, but I give to the church. The church is not me. Hello? I pay my tithe faithfully. Oh, I'm okay. It's fine. But you see, there's something you will never experience until you learn to sow to your pastor. Uh -huh. On a day like this, you have to learn. It's not, it's the thought. Come on, let me hear amen. I'm not saying come and give me anything. That's what I'm saying. I'm just telling you that have it in your mind. There's always somebody you must honor. Always at any point in your life so that you can also be honored. Are you following what I'm saying? And when you honor somebody, what you have done is that you have set a limit and a, you see, for lack of knowledge, my people, you see, they cast off restraint. One of the things that anybody honor in your life will do for it, it will guide you. When they speak to you, you will stop. Come on, let me hear. I feel a praise. I feel a praise. Are you hearing? Welcome. I, do you hear what I just said? So you have somebody in your life that they can speak to you at a certain level and you respond. Always. Otherwise, you'll be like the prodigal son who lived the wilderness life and he had no body to speak to him until he came to the raise your hand we're going to talk to God they were doing some work here so quickly raise your hand and close your eyes thank you Lord for this word in the name of Jesus Shredded 